Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. We need to all stand together as much as we're all standing together now to fight against COVID-19. So, yeah, actually some people, uh, some countries are reporting that there are less pollution in the air because people are staying at home and stuff. And yeah, it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing that we have this pollution, but you know, it's it's short term. It's not a long term. We don't need COVID-19 to eliminate pollution. You know, we, we have to utilize the things we have now. We have to focus more on clean energy. We have to focus more on our habits and eliminating waste and stuff. In this episode of the SDG Talks, you'll hear from Asama Amagari, also known as Sam. She is 27 years old environmentalist and a blogger from Egypt. She founded her company six years ago and has rebranded it to recently be named Earthaba. Her goal in life is to inform people about the environmental concerns and guide them to a greener living lifestyle. In this podcast, we're going to talk about different types of renewable energy sources and what governments to individuals can do to play their role within climate action. Sam, welcome to the SDG podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Things are a bit unsettled here, but yeah, we are, we are pulling through. Yeah, we're all doing our best. So give us yes. a little bit of background on the work that you do and how it ties in to the sustainable development goals. Yes, of course. I'm an environmentalist. I launched and founded Ersava com like six years ago with the intention to achieve peace, inform people about the environmental issues we're living today. So I think, yes, it does align well with the SDGs, especially the ones related to environmental concerns, because in fact, our environment is a source of our living. So if our, our environment is healthy and well, then we will be too. So it will definitely affect our life positively. And by fixing environmental problems, we will see a good impact on wildlife, marine life, as well as the economy and the general human health as well. Interesting. Yeah, I think I agree where there's so many different factors that play a role into this sustainable future. Yes. And if you're good to the world around yeah. us, the nature will give back and enable good, good economy, good tourism. Exactly. And, exactly. And so within that, I know you do a lot with renewable power and, and different power advocacy. What does renewable energy mean to you? And, and what are maybe some good examples of renewable energy in practice? I think uh, renewable energy is important to me and it should be important to countries as well and governments because this is the only way we can generate power without much of uh, carbon dioxide emissions. So that's the goal here. The goal here is to generate electricity, but without the CO2 emissions. So of course, it's a crucial, if, especially with fighting with climate change right now, especially the since the Industrial Revolution, the global temperature has risen by 0.8 Celsius. So fossil fuels, burning fossil fuels was the main reason behind this rise, of course. And considering other renewable energy sources like solar, wind, 
even geothermal and other stuff will definitely help tremendously in fighting with climate change. But it's, the renewable energy is not the only thing we can implement right now to fight with climate change because there's other many technologies and other methods we can also use and utilize to help fight climate change. Like for example, the carbon capture technology. It's like carb uh, capturing, literally capturing carbon from the air. I think this is a great idea, especially Bill Gates right now having a carbon capture plant that literally capture the CO2 from the atmosphere. So I think that's a great idea. Also preserving and keeping the forests around the world in good conditions that help to suck in the carbon dioxide from the air. Also eliminating or preventing waste is also a huge, a huge factor in fighting with climate change. So I'm what I'm trying to say here is like it's not one way so we can use to help uh, with the environment concerns. It's not about renewable energy alone. There is other technologies and methods and methods we can use. I couldn't agree more. It's not just one thing. There's never one silver bullet. It's a, yes. it's a culmination of a lot of little things. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and I when you were talking about some renewable sources, you mentioned solar, wind, geothermal, but I noticed you didn't say hydro. I know many people when they hear or they think uh, you know hydro hydro yes. energy, it seems quote unquote clean or green, but I know that's maybe not the case. So I'd love your take on you know the status of hydro energy and you know, how it either helps or is maybe even hurting the issues around climate change? Well, you see, hydropower is amazing. It's a great way to, to generate power. But there's few drawbacks that really concern me about it. Like, for example, it's one of the cause of hydropower. It really disrupts the ecosystem of life underwater. So, or in the water, because... You know, fishes are infected, uh, living creatures, and they are affected by the streaming of water and stuff. So I think it's, yeah, it's killing creatures out there in the water. And also one uh, other cons I concerned about is uh, the life on the other side of the dams is most infected by these dams because the land, the land on the other side is less fertilized. And it affected uh, the agriculture and affected the farmers there on the other side of the dam. So I don't know. It's about, yeah, everything. It's, nothing is perfect, I think. So it's about doing the research and uh, find out where the cons might outweigh the pros. Uh, so, yeah, even solar, even wind had, had some cons, but... So it's about doing the research, the right research, and to show when, to see when, and how or where to implement this renewable energy. Yeah, yeah, so, I, total, it makes total yeah. sense. There's there's trade-offs with anything we do in life, and I know with dams, there's the issue of flooding out the community. Yeah, there's, especially here in Egypt, we have. Sorry to interrupt no, no. you, but in Egypt here we have uh, the high dam in Aswan. So on the other side of the dam, the agriculture land is affected so bad. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
I mean, and it's, I know it's, it, uh, and you said it impacts. It's the flooding. It's the impact of this, the less silt going downstream. I know silt gets yeah. accumulated on the dam, and then there's less hydropower capabilities. You know, it's yeah. it's kind of like putting a, a block in an artery, really. And you know, exactly. the migrations of fish and stuff. It's it's a major challenge, and I think that that ties into the discussion you just said about considering all the pros and the cons and. You know, the fact is we have a growing population. The fact is we need to provide energy and and food resources, but it's, you know, how do we do this? And I'm I'm interested in your thoughts on, you know, how do we go about and like, what are some of these, what are maybe some countries that are doing a good job at evaluating options and, and adopting renewable energy? I think Europe is setting a good example so far, in my opinion, not only by adapting renewable energy, but also by transferring it between different European countries. You know, Europe is having interconnection cables, which make it easy for them to transfer the power back and forth between European, different European countries. So they are setting the... One country, if one country, Germany, for example, have enough power, so they can give it to Spanish and so on. Yeah, I think the interconnection cables is very awesome. So, yeah, that's what surprised me about and impressed me about the European European countries. And um, it's not just uh, implementing renewable energy, but also selling it. So it's amazing. And I know my the company I work for in Chicago. We actually we had a roof that was leaking, and it was time for a new roof. But we actually just made the investment in not only a new roof, but making it capable to yeah. accept solar panels. And we're in Chicago mm-hmm. where it's it's not perfect weather 12 months of the right year, but we looked yes. at the numbers and even with whatever 50% sun capabilities, there's still quite a bit of opportunity to harness solar energy. And, mm-hmm. and I had heard that within this process that Germany actually has the most solar panels implemented and you know Germany isn't the, the sunniest place in the world, so is that is that something? It's not about it's not about even if it's cloudy. People now say if it even if it's uh, cloudy, still solar energy can be generated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I think that's that's maybe a misconception that people think about. No, yes. Um, yes. And and so wind power. You know, I don't know much about wind power except that I know it's maybe hard to set them up, but, and I know that maybe it's, uh, it's, I know that there's people who are upset because it can disrupt like bats and birds populations and things like that. Yes. Um, but Actually, I was going to say this, uh, about this, uh, when you, when you told me about the misconceptions about hydropower, yeah. there's also, yeah, people are discussing this, this issues with, uh, wind power because it's killing, it's killing the birds and stuff. Yeah, what are what are maybe some other misconceptions around wind? I know there it's it's a good thing, but you know just some things to consider with wind. I, you know, besides the birds and the bats, is that the biggest downfall? Like I know they always they also make people who live by them complain that they make a lot of noise. Yeah, noise. Yes, noise. Yeah. Well, I think yes. Um, people also complain about the landscape and it ruins the landscape and stuff. I think it's. I don't know. Wind power have to be have to pick the really right place, like offshore and onshore, 
but again it's a great source it's very clean it's a good it's a great to implement wind power it has le- the least amount of cons i think mm-hmm. and yeah i think it's a huge inst- and renewable energy in general requires lots of money it's not only wind power so yeah i think it's not about misconceptions right now it's about as i've told you when the cons are going to outweigh the pros yeah so yeah and i mean i think it's important to look at well well what have we done in the past and you know we've the industrial revolutions and utilizing different types of gas and coal people yes people need to understand this that burning fossil fuels is is way more harmful than just implementing wind power. So I think people have to go easy on this because, yeah, it's the only way we can generate power without CO2 emissions. So Yeah, and, and that's why I think it's important that we we understand the options, we look at the trade-offs, we look at the pros and cons, and, and it, yes. it's sort of, um, hey, obviously it's like a big government thing, and that's something that needs to be done from federal levels and state levels. But I'm also interested in your thoughts on, on local levels and in individual levels. Like, what can individuals do and be to do be, to be proactive or be involved within trying to be a, a global steward as it pertains to energy or or maybe some other you know indirect things that you mentioned earlier. Yes, as I've told you, I would advise people to go e- easy on renewable energy. Because I don't like, I hate when people like go and just talk about, talk negatively about renewable energy and it's not a good choice and stuff. That's what I, I want to advise people to do. But on an individual level and, and regarding environment, I would like to advise people really good thing i think people won't love me because of this because people really buy lots of stuff people go how many times just people go and buy stuff because they don't use how many times they go shopping just because they are stressed i think people need to be mindful of their shopping habits though it can be tough sometimes especially with the rise of youtubers and influencers that constantly collaborating with brands and encourages us to buy more stuff I think this needs to stop. Buy more of stuff we don't need will only create more pollution and more waste in both the landfill and the ocean. Now, plastic pollution and plastic pollution in the oceans are are very serious issues right now. As I've told you, it's not about renewable energy and clean uh, power or stuff. It's about our morals. And it's like being mindful of our acts, of our actions uh, so yeah people need to buy less because depending on recycle alone is not a good option in my opinion because less than 20 percent of the global waste is being recycled not to mention almost 10 percent of this waste goes through incineration which actually create more co2 so if you go fight against renewable energy at least be mindful of your habits your bad habits toward the environment. What are you going? What are you doing in your daily basis? Are you doing a great job towards environment, or just you don't care? Just talk about negative about stuff, and you don't care about stuff. So 
I think it's no shame to have a minimalistic approach in buying our clothes, our home stuff, our cosmetics even. I think we have to stick to stuff we only need and just don't go buying a bunch of stuff and just to throw them away in the trash. Because pollution is really and waste is really a serious issue. That is the main cause, one of the main reasons we have climate change right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we have a strong consumerist culture that just thinks I'm just going to keep buying my way out of the the problem. You know, I've actually even felt a little guilty because I'm not going out right now. I'm I'm sheltering in place, but I've. I've been buying a lot of stuff on Amazon and buying that stuff from different yes. places. And granted, you know, that's to try and prevent me from going to the store and buying stuff. But I think it is important uh-huh. to think about in a larger context. I mean, it's not just the where we get our energy from, but there's all these things that we do that take energy to make. Exactly. You know, and that, that ties into not only buying your stuff, but especially food. I know food is where the majority of water, fresh water goes, and there's a lot of energy uh-huh. that goes to moving that water and producing that food. So kind of interested in your thoughts on, you know, from a food perspective, you know, how does, how does our diet and the food, you know, the way we produce and way we consume food tie into the, the whole issue of climate action? Well, I think it's when it comes to food, I think it's about throwing away food too. Yeah, if yeah. you consume a lot of water to uh, to get uh, something, some meals and stuff, don't throw the leftovers away. You know, it's not the right thing to do, obviously. But I know it's not about individual level on this term because restaurants do throw away lots of food, lots and lots of food because yeah, it's not uh, logic to complete uh, others' leftovers. You know, yeah. so what I'm trying to say is. Yeah, we consume a lot of water on food, but at least don't throw it away. At least donate it, but at le- don't throw it away. Yeah, and I know I've, I talked to another colleague that was, we were talking about biogas and, and looking at, in let's say even on a smaller scale, composting um, and increasing yeah. soil fertility. But even if you aren't going to eat that food, how can we utilize all potentially bad food and still use it as an energy source in some capacity so we're not wasting that energy that went into making that food and more of a more of a statement in terms of how can we utilize food waste you know if there is going to be a waste how can that food be used for composting or for uh to be used in a biogas reactor yes i think it's not my expertise in this uh, this question but i would say that yeah, I just told you, don't, I don't know, it's not my expertise to answer this question. I think uh, another person who are more ex- exper- experiment in, expert in this will answer. But what I'm trying to say, yeah, food and stuff, I think uh, throwing it away is a complete waste. Either or donate it or use it as source of biofuels, of creating biofuels and stuff. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, and more, more just kind of yes. talking about where I couldn't agree more that there's all these different indirect ways to go about the climate action, you know, and, and you've given great examples on all those. And, you know, and, and to kind of um, maybe bring closes, closes here is kind of interested in, in, in maybe a kind of a, a final thought from you 
you know, and it's sort of just any final comments that you would have for the listeners about sustainability or energy, you know, and it could be something around excitement or, or fear or something, but any final thoughts or messages that you might have? My final thought is renewable energy is great. I think when, if utilize it right, I think we can have a clean future in the, in the next 30 or 20 years because yeah, we can go sooner than this because of the policy, political agendas and the initial cost of the transition. So, yes, I think in 30 years we can have a cleaner future with renewable energy. And by focusing on our habits, I think we might change everything. I love it. So actually, one last final question for you on that is... Uh... Within all the renewable energy stuff and sustainable development goal work, what excites you most? About the goals? About anything. You know, anything like is there a technology or an organization or the goals, something that, that excites you about, excites you, or, or on the flip side, something that scares you the most, you know, or both? Okay. Uh, what excites me the most about the goals, it's, it's yeah, they all call for peace and warfare for humans, animals, environment, and all other living creatures. I think they all related to each other, and by achieving one goal of them, it will simultaneously impact another one. So, yeah, I think it's a great thing to work at. And what scares me the most, I think, yeah, climate change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I hope I, it's been crazy to see how the world has like weirdly come together around the coronavirus, you know, it's a, it's a threat. Exactly. We are, it's a threat every single person in the world is facing. You know, it's not, there's no politics, no ideology. There's no philosophy. Well, I'm sure people have some about it, but it's, uh, it's a threat that we're all facing. And, you know, we still are having quite hit this. How is, is climate change impacting us every day? It is impacting a lot of places, but I'm hopeful it's a wake-up call. People aren't aware yet. Some no. people aren't aware. I'm hopeful it's kind of a wake-up call to see, to show the collective action that we need to address climate change, and we can't just keep going on in the world as status quo. Yes. Well, well it's, a, it's a government job and country's job, as well as ours. So, yeah, we need to all stand together as much as we're all standing together now to fight against COVID-19. So, yeah, actually some people, uh, some countries are reporting that there are less pollution in the air because people are staying at home and stuff. And, yeah, it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing that we have less pollution, but, you know, it's it's short term. It's not a long term. We don't need COVID-19 to eliminate pollution, you know. We, we have to utilize the things we have now we have to focus more on clean energy we have to focus more on our habits and eliminating waste and stuff we have the option we have the power to use this these technologies so yeah i think people need to be more alert about this very well said sam and uh, i really admire and and respect the work that you're doing and you know i look forward to See more Thank of the work you so from much. Earth Auto. You're doing a great job too. Thank you very much. Well, you know, on behalf of the entire SDG Talks community and, and everyone, you know, Thank you for the work you're doing, and I look forward to more awesome things from yeah, you in the welcome. future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
My biggest takeaway from this conversation with Sam is that there's no silver bullet to climate action. Granted, we need to look at different energy sources from hydro to solar to wind to coal to gas. There's all these different types that go into the production, the refinement, the distribution, and how it, it discharges CO2 to the environment. But no matter what, there's some negative externality. But we need to weigh all the cons and weigh all the pros and also look at it's not just energy, but it's also the decisions we make as a consumer from things we buy, whether it's products and especially food. Never let any food go to waste. Find ways to use composting. Find ways to donate it. And you always think, do I need to buy that thing on Amazon? I'm guilty of it. I would said in the podcast, I need to be better. We all can be better and play our little role to help you make the world a better place and reduce our carbon emissions. Hope you enjoyed and keep SDG talking. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. Content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.